we all have to get out and like spread the love and put the kindness vibes out there and just make it a better place. It's hard to do that though. People <sighs> don't make it easy. It is, but, it, but it's right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character with me, Ryan Satin. This week, we're out of the studio. As you can see, we are in St. Louis, and I am here with the one, the only, Dewdrop. Dewdrop, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. No worries. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I like that you, I li yeah, I like that you fully owned your character right. now. Right, so is it, well, I mean, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting to me, you know, since the last time we spoke with Summer, that was SummerSlam, and now we're here, and I feel like, you know, that's a good starting point, yeah. because you really have owned your character and kind of fully uh, grown into it in that time. How do you feel, you know, from then to now? Uh, I feel a lot more confident now. Um, it took a while, because <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, ah! Um, but... I ended up just being a bit like, do you know what? Let's just like lean in and try some stuff and throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Um, this stuck apparently. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is this is what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much of you know? I usually start every interview asking this question, and, and I feel like it applies here because you're still figuring it out. But how much of your real true self is there in the character that you're playing on TV right now? Um, so it's been nice and fun actually because. Although the characters were very opposite, they were totally both sides of my personality. Like sometimes I'm all sunshine and smiles and giggly and fun, and sometimes I'm a right crabbit bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to be been able to like vent the two of them and, and and let them come out and stuff like that. So yeah, I would say that that's it's pretty accurate actually. Yeah, you. From my few interactions that I've had with you, it does seem very similar to how you are in person because yeah. you are a fairly bubbly person in your everyday life, correct? Yeah, but you know, everybody has their their, their mean side and their crabbit side, and it, it's good to get all of that out. So I think I have a theory. Like I think people who like have to be happy on screen and and, and it's contrived and stuff like that that makes them not happy in their real life because they're they're forcing out the happy and stuff and all that's left is like, whereas people who get to be mean and character and and, and stuff like you, you're getting out all your angry on screen and all that's left in real life is la 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 that's such a good theory right because i now that you say that like i hadn't really thought about it but you know a lot of the heels that i've spoken with are all like the nicest happiest right. dudes like i was even in the, the uber on the way here and my uber driver was like oh i go to the the same haircut place as Randy Orton, nicest guy I've ever met. I've only celebrity I've ever really met, but he's the coolest, nicest guy. When I met, when I when I interviewed Baron Corbin or uh, Mad, or excuse me, Happy Corbin, nicest, coolest dude, right. like very carefree, you know, joyous, full of life. And it, it's funny that you say that because I, I never really thought about it, but some of the baby faces are a little more depressing in real life. Like they, you know, like they're not quite as like the baby face persona you'd expect that they are on TV. See, because they're having, they, they're, they're getting out all their happy and sunshine on screen and all that's left in their everyday life is. <gasps> <laughs> well, you know, I really like how you do try to put out positive vibes in the universe though. And before we were recording here, you mentioned that you're into crystals and stuff. Does yeah. that kind of help you with that? Yes. I mean, it could, like, do you know what? It could all be nonsense. It could all be a placebo. But some people like to spend their money on fancy cars and designer clothes. I like rocks. Rocks is my thing. Okay. <laughs> and I, like a lot of the reason why I think I'm here is I did a lot of like um, 
kind of perception work and like but even back in COVID when stuff was like really bad and especially in NXT UK we were like really nervous because um, we got shut down for such a long time and it was actually WWE it gave us like some online classes to do and I met this um, online life coach for athletes and, and she really helped put us all in a positive mindset for the pandemic and, and how to work through it and how to keep moving on and stuff and that kind of like started my spiritual journey um and from there i was like oh let's get into crystals and ooh herbs and and flowers and and all this stuff and law of attraction and i mean it seems to be working so i'm gonna keep doing it yeah i mean <laughs> you definitely been putting out positive vibes out there and you seem to be very happy i mean like you said i know everyone has their their downfalls and stuff but okay so i'm interested in that what were some of the things that they taught you to do to to help get better like that be a person of increase so every person that you meet in your day, try and make sure you've left their day a little better. Like whether it's just being nice and play or say, oh, I love your jacket or something like that. Just always putting out niceness into the universe because what you get out, what you put out, you get back. Yeah, I, dude, I've, I've tried to apply that to social media to some degree. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard, I know. And my, one of my producers, Brad, he's gonna be like, you already brought up your dislike of social media <laughs> five minutes into the interview. But I, 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 I felt like, you know, for a while it was like, why is this so negative all the time? Like, why am I only receiving such negativity on here? Um, and so I tried just to switch up. I realized, I looked internally a little bit. It was like, oh, well, I'm putting out negativity yeah. all the time on here. So if I'm putting out negativity gonna all the time, back. I'm going to get it back, yeah. you know? And so I, I've noticed that, especially on social media, like the less you feed into something like that, the less you'll get it back. Yes. And the more positive you put out there, the more you'll get it back too. So I can see that working in daily life as well. And sometimes you feel like the, the lone little voice, like, this thing's nice. <laughs> but I do believe if we all give up on it, then all that's gonna be left is like people saying bad stuff, making everybody feel bad. So yeah, we all have to get out and like spread love and put the kindness vibes out there and just make it a better place. It's hard to do that though. People don't make it easy. It is, but it, but it's right. It's not easy, but it's right. And, and important. Yeah. I think that we've, as a society in general, like in gen like the whole world to a certain degree, has started to slant way too negative. Not just even online, just in life. Just everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think it's I think it's because and you know, because Twitter and Instagram isn't a real place, you can't slap somebody upside the head when <laughs> yes. they say some stuff that should not be said in real life. <laughs> and then because of this consequence-free um, situations, people just think they can say what they want, but it will come full circle and people start thinking, oh, I can say this stuff in real life, and then, you know, they'll get yes. And it's like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> we can't do that anymore. Yes, I think that uh, it's really easy to fall into the like, oh, well, I'm just on my phone. I'm never gonna see this person, right, like it right, doesn't right, matter. Right. But then like, you know, for someone like me who then, I used to feel that way, and then now I'm like face to face with a lot of people I used to tweet about, like there are you know, there are consequences to your actions, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? And so I do still deal with that sometimes. And so yeah, I mean, every day I'm trying to put out positivity for that same reason, because I used to put out more negativity than positivity. So yeah. it's, it's nice to, it, it feels nice going through your day knowing that you're putting positive vibes yeah, exactly. out Yeah, exactly. There has been an attempt. <laughs> that is a cool jacket, by the way. You Thank mentioned you so jacket, much. that it's like leather and fur, so yeah. you got like the best of both worlds there. I, I believe it's actually it's it's plastic. It's vegan, vegan leather, which is just fancy for. 
plastic. You don't, take, you don't tell me that. It looks cool. It's better, you know? <laughs> Are you vegan or anything like that? No, but I do, like, you know, try to make a bit of an effort to be, like, you know, sort of conscious about it. If we can avoid, like, killing things needlessly, that would be good. But if they taste nice, I could be swayed. <laughs> <laughs> um, your profile on uh, Instagram, you, you, said you described yourself as a kawaii kaiju. What does that mean? Uh, adorable monster. Okay. That does fit in with everything that you were right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. When I looked it up, but it makes sense now. Because when I Googled it, I just saw a lot of like cute monsters. So that's yeah, that's, sense. That's, that's, that's exactly the aesthetic that I'm going for. Um, and speaking of positive, you uh, you recently got married too, right? I did. Are you on Cloud9 still over there? Oh, that? absolutely. And my stepdaughter, so I've not seen my stepdaughter in almost a year. Oh, no way. Oh, this is so sad. Um, but he's gone over to Scotland now and he's bringing her back home to me. So everything's going to be so good when I go home. I'm so excited. Wait, when you go home, she'll be there? Yep, she'll be back? Yep, that yep, the yep. first time you've seen her in over a year? Yep. Man. I know, I'm so, I honestly can't wait. Our dog's going to lose our sh everywhere. I can't wait. <laughs> I genuinely, I could not imagine being from a different country and having to deal with that. Like I've seen other wrestlers who are it's international tough, wrestlers that man. have like, the first time they've seen their mom in two years. I couldn't imagine that. It's, it, I, and I think people like forget the kind of mental toll it takes, like just not being around your support system all the time. And and, and being, um, although America is an English speaking country, very different to the UK. Um, and I, th I think people kind of forget that that is a lot for your psyche and stuff like that, just to not be surrounded by your loved ones. And you forget that, you know, time still passes for them back home like life doesn't stop for them and you know try to keep up with things going on for them so i'm just glad to gonna be getting her back yeah i actually i watched part of your uh, bbc documentary when i was prepping for this and i your parents are adorable oh thanks that, the, this, that, I, got, I, I saw the scene where like you're going back and uh to work and and they're kind of like talking about how they're supporting you and you know and stuff. I, I loved all of that. It was so cute to see like your parents being like, your dad being like, whoa. Oh, the dad talking shit. <laughs> and I was thinking like, oh man, if he only knew what was to come in like a year and a half from now, he's gonna be eating those words. And that was what it was always like. It was always like, mm, get a real job. I'm like, just, just dad, hold out, please. We've come this far, it's got to pay off. <laughs> yeah, when he says that in the documentary, I was like, that's such a dad right. move right there. That's such a dad move. But I love how your mom was like, no, 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 I always know where oh, she is. I text yeah. her, we, we're in constant communication, like, get out of here. My mom is just like so devoted. Like even today, um, and I had to get a birth certificate from back home for like some work stuff. And I was like, how am I going to get a birth certificate all the way over here? And then like, I'd, I'd randomly mentioned it, just like talking to her on the phone, like, I need to get a birth certificate. She texts me today, she's like, oh, I've ordered your birth certificate. It'll be here, I'll post it. I'm like, you. Moms are the best. Our mom's just the best. They're the best. They're the best thing in the whole world. Everybody go hug your mom. <laughs> Call your yes. mom. Tell her how much you love her. She misses you. <laughs> were they, I mean, I know he joked in the documentary, but it seems like they were fairly supportive of, oh, of yeah. you wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Because you started really young. Yeah, I started when I was 15 years old, actually. Um, they weren't so, I actually had like a pretty bad accident pretty early on in my training. Like I had, I was learning how to flip bump and I kept doing it, doing it, doing it, and I got tired and ran and jumped high, but not over and like missed the crash mat and like brain busted myself on the floor and like burst all the muscles in my ribs and like crushed, like went the hurt with my vertebrae and like screaming and, and couldn't walk and, and had to get like picked up and couldn't, like genuinely couldn't walk for three days. And for them that was like, that's it. 
you're never going back and no no no, no. I went back two weeks later <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was kind of hard to get them on board at first but like as I kind of like picked up steam and and gained momentum and stuff like my mum just always wants me to do whatever it is that makes me happy my dad was just always concerned that he didn't want anything to happen to his wee girl but he is like he's the kind of like you know old tough guy like doesn't like show his feelings and stuff like that so it, it doesn't say directly to me like how proud he is and stuff but my mum it says whenever they go out anyway he's always like look this is my daughter and she's on Monday Night Raw and look and she did this and she did that and she's like never stops bumming about you something Oh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've got to be like a hometown legend at this point now. I mean, I hope so. I, I hope so. And like, I love my little town and I miss it so much. And like, I always want to like remember where I'm from and stuff like that. And I remember the documentary came out and I was just like in the grocery store getting some messages and stuff. I just said grocery store. Oh my God. <laughs> I was in the shops. I was going to say, I was like, that sounds normal to me. Okay, all right. I was in Tesco's, that's where I was. And I, I just I walked past my old PE teacher and she was like, oh, Kimberly, oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. And like, so they, they built a new high school and it's like a, it was like a, a super high school, the area's high schools. And they apparently show my documentary to the first years in an assembly is like, a, oh, it doesn't matter where you're from. You can like make it if, if you're determined and work hard and I was like man that's so cool that just that's gave me so goosebumps awesome. right, that's cool so that? cool how cool is that that's like crazy I couldn't imagine that I'm I'm very jealous by the way because <laughs> I we uh, my the high school I went to we've got like a distinguished or not distinguished like a notable alumni list on right, the website right, right. I cannot get added to that thing no matter how hard I try <laughs> I even have my mom anonymously email them once actually I didn't tell her to do it I completely as we said, moms are great. Right, they pick I up was, and all the little things they're saying. I was jokingly venting to her, like, how come all these other people that I went to school <laughs> with are on there and I'm not? Like, I'm on, you know, I've been on TV, I've done all this. Right. And then she, the next day she emailed, she texted me, she's like, I emailed them to let them know they should add you to the, the distinguished alumni list. I was like, well, you oh, didn't bless. have to do that. But good job, mom, thank oh. you. <laughs> but that's so crazy that they do that for you. I mean, like, that's that's like, that's, the, yeah, you are a hometown legend then. Yay. <laughs> You know, I also, when I was looking at your cage match, I always like oh, to go back. <laughs> I always like to go back and see what some of the first matches were that people had. And in, in, unless this is wrong, your first match was against Nikki Storm? It was indeed. That's crazy. It was. It was a tag match. It was me and the Ragingville Barry Miller, um, who was my boyfriend at the time, against Nikki Storm and Mark Stevens. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I was... Absolutely. I remember it really clearly. I was so terrified, but um, yeah, that was a great day. Bella Houston Sports Center, I believe. Damn, you even know the location. Well, of course you're going to remember where your first match was. Yeah, I remember because I wanted to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> was, but, th but the fact that Nikki Storm has been in your life that long mm -hmm. must be so helpful to you to have someone who was a little ahead of you on the main roster that you know like that. Yeah, definitely. And she's just such a nice person for me to come and be like, I don't even need to see it, you know, she can just kind of see the look in my face when I, I have a bit of like um, perpetual anxiety. Um, so when she sees I'm kind of like in a space, she just comes up, she's like, hey man, everything's cool. Like we got here and, and you know, you're doing it. Deep breath and you're gonna keep killing it. I'm like, okay, thanks. I can do this, I'm a big girl. <laughs> so I, from, t from that, you're fairly nervous before matches and stuff and going out on TV? I mean, 
for right now yes because this is such an accelerated period for me like I, and and all of these things like, that are happening like can we just i don't think anybody's like realized like out there like hey this is like a huge moment for me and everyone's just like hand me like yeah you're gonna do this interview and this and then and, and, and i let inside i'm going ah! <laughs> and then but on the outside i'm just like cool sounds cool. great Let's good. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a good plan. I'm totally into it. I think people, are, you know, when they're watching TV, they forget that these are like real people on there who are freaking out inside sometimes. You know, right. like it's 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 easy. You know, when I sometimes I'll read like a, a you know TV show review and I'm like, dude, these people are so mean to this person <laughs> who was really trying. You know, like this is a real person in the world that you're writing this about who was trying. Like, come on. I, I, it's tough, but I, I totally understand the nerves thing. I mean, I, you, you know, not only are there, you know, 10, 20,000 people there in front of you, and there's millions watching around the right. world, and it just, it's easy to get in your head about that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm managing. I'm doing well. My life, I still have my sessions with my life coach, and she's like, "This is just your new normal. This is, this is, this is the life you've created, and, um, you know, you're just going to go from like big event to big event." I'm like, "That's not terrifying. Thanks, Erica. Okay." <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I get what she's saying, like, you know, so I have to just get comfortable with it. This is my new normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, when I interviewed Paul Heyman on here, I asked him, like, you know, what was it like, you know, being like a kid around legends of the industry and them accepting you into the business? And he was like, well, not to sound bad, but like, what was it like for them to have me in their lives at such a young age? And I was like, I wish I could have that mindset of things. Like, it's so hard to have that mindset, but it explains why he's so good at what he does. Absolutely, and I think like, I think there's lots of truth, like, that comes with confidence and owning it. And you know, like, fake it till you make it. Just keep telling yourself, like, I'm the business, I'm the best, I'm Roman champion. <laughs> and it's well, this will come out. out the day after Royal Rumble, so oh let's hope that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Law of attraction, positive yep. affirmations, all of that stuff. Whatever, whatever it is you you need to deal with in your life, just keep hitting out those I am's and they'll come. Yeah, no, I agree completely. <laughs> it's just it's hard. Sometimes it is hard to like like I. It's sometimes you have to fake it until you make it. Like you said, I mean, yep. even you said you know before we were coming here, like you're trying to dress more like a superstar and yep. trying to like do the things that you feel are necessary to kind of be in the role that, that you're placed in. And uh, it takes but a lot to do that. At the same time, I also believe everybody loves a relatable queen. So I, I'm like, I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen the way I dress in real life. I look like a 12 year old boy. I saw the boy. <laughs> yes, I have. I have. Well, I remember in Vegas, you came up to Eva, Eva Marie when I was about to do my show. You were definitely in 12 year old boy attire. Yeah, look, my little dinosaur backpack and <laughs> like cr crazy leggings and stuff and like cartoon too. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to be like, hey, this is what I look like in real life, just so everybody knows. Um, because I think we like to be, you know, superstar but relatable. Relatable is good. Relatable superstar. Relatable superstar is good. Yeah. I, to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, you got at a certain point though, you have to break out past them. True, true. You have to be. It's so hard though, like because. So this is going to sound daft. It was a, a Nicki Minaj interview, and she was being asked all these questions, and we're like, "Oh, how do you like find success?" And she was kind of saying, for women, she thinks it's particularly difficult because it's like, "Oh, you have to be sexy and fierce, but nice and super sweet and relatable, but." not like anybody else and you're like how do i be all of these things at once 
Like, and you're like, yeah, that, that, that's exactly like, I, I completely understand what she means. I and mean, you have to be like, like nobody else ever on the planet and you're a superstar, but you have to be relatable and connect with the people. And you're like, you realize that those are two opposite things, right? <laughs> <laughs> you realize you can't, you can't do both. <laughs> but yeah, it's so hard to do that. I, all, I It's so hard because you're like, well, I want to be among them because I feel, I relate to them too. Like we are one, we're all, like you, you were a wrestling fan growing up. These are wrestling fans. You feel like you are one of them still, yeah. you know, but it is really hard to try and do all that kind of stuff to, to be a superstar, but also relatable. Like yeah. that's the most difficult task, which is, which yeah. is why people are famous, I guess. So now I'm just at the stage, well, do you know what? I'm doing what I'm doing, it is what it is. If you like it, cool. If you don't, that's fine. <laughs> um, what were you most nervous about before your main roster debut? Honestly, like there, there wasn't time to be nervous, <laughs> which is kind of a good thing. Like, I remember coming in and thinking, "Oh, it's only this time, and the show doesn't start until this time, and there's going to be so long to do all the things." There was no time to do any things, <laughs> um, and the day just like went by in a flash. And then, so I'd already like you know got changed and got ready and, and that eats up like a massive portion of the day. Um, but then like stuff that we had already like talked about had to get cut because the time got cut and it was like, oh, okay, so what are we doing now? And it was like, <laughs> see you out there. Like, okay, let's just see what happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that. it was just mostly in my head like, don't shit the bed, don't shit the bed, don't shit the bed. <laughs> I would say that's what's going through my head 90% of the time. Um, so yeah, like there, there, there was no time to be nervous, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Do you think that'll be the main thing going through your head tomorrow at the Royal Rumble? Oh, absolutely. Royal Rumble? You're going to see me making my answers going to Always assume that is my default setting. <laughs> I, uh, I was watching a video uh, that, that WWE did before or they did before the Royal Rumble and stuff, and uh, you were talking in it about how uh, how you've always kind of, uh, the, the Becky Lynch is someone who's always, you found inspiration in yeah. uh, throughout your career. Uh, is that why you've kind of followed a similar career path to hers, since you were, she's an inspiration to you? I mean. Or is that just coincidence? I think it's maybe coincidence, or it could be by design subconsciously. Um, and I think the two of us have like a little bit of respect for each other because we have come from like some similar places and middle of, you know, middle of nowhere in Scotland and Ireland, um, put in the graft, doing the indies and wrestling all over the place. And um, so she knows that I know what it was like kind of thing, um, which is nice. Um, yeah, but she's always been kind of like the person like it, it, so this is, I'm gonna try and paraphrase this story. My uncle um, used to tell me all the time, he's like one competitions bodybuilding and stuff. And he told me this story like, oh, nobody thought it was possible to do, say like a, a 400 pound deadlift. Um, and it was just well known like, oh no, it's not possible for the human body to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then one year, one guy did it. He broke the record. He was the deadlifting champion. And in the same year, five other people did it. Crazy. Because they said it's all about perceptions. As if you think it can be it can be achieved, you can do it. But if you don't think it can be achieved, you can't do it. So for me, she was like the, oh, it is possible to come from this place and succeed and get to the top. And she was just such a 
the pinnacle of like, hey man, like your dreams are possible and you just have to work through it and keep trudging on and get there and hey, like where are now? Man, it's so surreal then that you're gonna be facing off against her tomorrow and like yeah. the biggest match of your career pretty much, right? Stop making it worse. <laughs> 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 in my list of questions here, I say, is it surreal for you facing off against her the biggest match of your career? And then I say, when I say that, that this will be the biggest career, the match of your career, how does that make you feel inside? <laughs> so you beat me to my next question. <laughs> it makes me feel, ah, no, everything's fine. This is my new normal. I'm totally calm, cool, and collective. Everything's so good. No, no big deal at all, no big deal at all. <laughs> yeah, everything's, everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. <laughs> um, on Twitter, you recently said that if you could give advice to your younger self, it would be that all the things you hate about yourself are what make you different, and one day people will love you for that. Be true to you. At what point in life were you able to kind of like come to that realization? Um, it has been, it's not linear. You know what I mean? Like you'll make progress and then events will happen or, you know, other stuff that sends you way back i think i think it's a constant work in progress and there's even some some days now where i'm like oh my god what am i doing i should just like pass away <laughs> um i think getting together with my husband um was a massive leap in my self-confidence and, and liking who i was as a person because i found somebody who was like me um we're very very similar um and the brain me and him and he just like like i i adore him more than he's my favorite thing in the whole world and so that helped me learn to accept myself a lot if you know what i mean yeah, of course um and then he obviously like he bums me up all day every day and but you know he likes to he likes to when i get a little bit too inflated i'm like oh i'm a superstar he's like yeah okay so i get the dishes done <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, so it makes me feel great, but it keeps me it keeps me down to earth at the same time. Um, so him helps, but I don't want it, it to be like, oh, you rely on other people for your um, self-work, because that's not the case at all. It really has to come from a place of like, I think understanding what is genuinely important in a person, because looks aren't genuinely important, and you know things aren't genuinely important. What is important is, how you feel about yourself and if you think you're a good person, if your friends love you and you know, it's important to make sure you have good friends too. Um, and just, you know, being an integral person, that's a massive thing for me. Like integrity is like so huge for me. And then when I started to like realize like, oh, okay, like not the prettiest, I'm not the skinniest, but I'm hilarious. So <laughs> I'm hilarious and I'm a good person and that's what's important. Um, well, I don't like you hear, hearing you say that you're not the prettiest, though, because you are a very pretty oh, woman. That's not, um, you shouldn't say that about yourself in oh, there. Thanks. Keep the confidence going. I like the confidence part. I learned how to do makeup good, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it amazes me what people can do with makeup. Right? Dude, it's amazing. I'm on TikTok, and there, sometimes I see these, these videos that people will do where it's like a different person they start off of. They're doing one of those transitions and they start off and it looks like one thing and they have at the end, it's like a supermodel at the end. It's crazy. To be fair, I understand because like, and also not just makeup, but camera angles. I don't know if you've noticed, 
but WWE likes to film everything from like this angle <laughs> yes. where we're just getting like all of my chins constantly and I'm like hey, can we just like just just a couple inches higher guys I, I, I look much better down shot not up shot please <laughs> yeah lighting is so key lighting and angles and makeup <laughs> yeah I, I actually underestimated how important lighting and camera angles are because I'm usually just in front of the camera and then when COVID happened and I had to start filming stuff myself and didn't have like a crew like this uh I, I was doing like these reaction videos and I had a friend of mine in the business who was like dude you need to like put the camera higher and have brighter <laughs> lights on your face like what are you doing you know he's like a producer for tv shows and stuff and I was like I, I don't know I don't do that you know so so yeah I I completely understand that that just mindset. making stuff up man and <laughs> seeing where it goes do you, the crystals I want to go back to that a little bit yeah uh just real quick because it seems like that does help you in kind of like you know ex, you know your mindset <laughs> and and each day what I don't know anything about crystals how like what certain ones you get that help for certain things it sounded yeah, totally. like that was the case earlier when we were talking so i usually i actually i'm actually really surprised i don't have them in my pockets right now so i usually have like five or six like on you at all times usually yeah. okay um, i've got my little amethyst today to help me keep me calm and cool and collected and i think it's working um but usually i have so citrine's a big one for like success just like good, like general good luck like good fortune and I like a obsidian and a black tourmaline because they're supposed to like keep all the bad vibes away and stuff like that. And I have a, a lovely um, clear quartz. And so the clear quartz is like, it's like a magnifier. So like whatever other ones you have, it helps boost them. And I'll tell you this funny story. So I always have them on me when I'm at TVs. And sometimes, you know, depending on what I'm wearing, I don't have pockets. And um, I was just like in some training gear, gonna go to the ring and trying some stuff. I was like, oh, shit, I don't have any pockets. So I put them in my bra. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, everything will be fine. And um, I'm ringside and I'm working with Pat Buck, who's my producer for the day. And we're talking about maybe some like athletic things we can throw out in the ring and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I can do a cartwheel. And he's like, oh, you can do a cartwheel? And I'm like, well, I used to be able to do a cartwheel. So let's give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a cartwheel and my crystals came out of my bra and started going brr, 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 and I got up from my cartwheel like ta-da and Pat was like you rocks fell out of your boots <laughs> and I was like uh there's my crystals and thanks I'll see you <laughs> <laughs> you're never like a kid who just got back from the beach and you've got like all these like rocks right. and shells in your pockets that you don't want your parents to find. I do that in real life. <laughs> 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 Remember me and my husband, we were like big nature people when we go out like, oh look at these things that I find. He's like, come on, stop picking up things from the floor. I, my girlfriend's the same way. She's like, should I take this home? I'm like, no, why would you need that at home? It's a rock. Like, I have it like back home in Scotland I had like this big jar of like pebbles and seashells and stuff like that in one jar and then another jar was like my woodlands jar it was all like pine cones and acorns and stuff I was just like that's nice <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I called that out perfectly because that's exactly what I pictured you having that's great oh man okay two things before we're done here uh the last time we spoke you had mentioned to me something called turkey ham oh, and I ham. We, we we used it in a video, but it was in the middle of it. A lot of people didn't see this uh, as much as I would have liked to have seen this because I was unaware of turkey ham. But then, so I was going to bring that up. But when I was scrolling through your page researching for this, <laughs> I saw you mention something that I 
that I had never heard of. And I was like, I'm gonna dig into this instead. Coca-Cola ham? What? Yeah, Coca-Cola ham. Oh my God. <laughs> Come and get an education. So you know when you have like hot, so that, I think so that's probably the reason you've not heard of it. So I noticed that hams here are always like already cooked. Yeah. And already sliced. Or like honey what glazed. What is that about? That is just, that, that, nah, that's not right. <laughs> Stop immediately, America. <laughs> so in the, I mean, like in the UK, you get like cooked ham that you like buy in slices and stuff like that. But usually, when you buy like a ham, is raw and you cook it yourself. Okay. So what you're supposed to do is you get the ham uncooked, and then you boil it in Coca-Cola. And what it does is it takes the salt out, and it gives it like this nice cinnamony, slightly sweet flavour. Okay. And then you know take it out and score it and cover it in honey and brown sugar and close it up and it's just the best thing you'll ever try in your life. Honestly, it, like, it got to a point at Christmases back home, I had to make three because my mum and dad wanted one and my sister wanted one, my other sister and her family wanted one and then if, if there was going to be like a Christmas dinner and a New Year's dinner, my mum would be like, oh well you have to buy like six hams because everybody's going to want one for Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I'm, I'm glad that you put me on knowledge about is, the Coca-Cola ham. If you can get to a butcher and get an uncooked ham, it is the best thing you'll ever eat in your life, I promise. When I, when I was scrolling and I saw like, what's your favorite holiday food? And it was like Coca-Cola ham. I was like, what? She always introduced me to these new kinds of hams I've never heard Trust of. Me. Bitch knows how to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I've reached the end here, but I got a closing, a few closing questions. I usually end each episode with a segment I like to call the finishing move, where I talk to my guest about some of their signature moves. So uh, who's your favorite person to hit the Michinoku driver on and why? Kaylee Ray, because she just takes everything perfectly. Uh, honestly, like if it's going to be who the favorite person is, it's Kaylee Ray, because the bitch is just fantastic, right? <laughs> 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 we just have like a, a, do you know when you just like spend so much time with somebody that, I don't know, you have like a- Kindred a, spirit basically, a, you're like, yeah, but, but like connected mentally? We, yeah, we would be in the ring and like doing stuff and like, I know where she is before I've even looked at her and, and stuff like that. And honestly, maybe like, maybe one day we should have a blindfold match. Let's, oh, that would be hilarious. Let's do that. <laughs> I don't know. The one blindfold match that I that I can think of was not well received by fans. So I don't know if, we should, if you guys want to go for that one. Maybe be like blindfold match, but like have to do like. <laughs> I started watching your guys' birthday match, but then I, ah. but then I saw, I, 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 it was like 1.30 in the morning last night and I had four other interviews to prep for and I, I literally bookmarked it for later. I was like, that looks fun. I'm going to keep watching that. That is the birthday party match at Pro Wrestling with me, Kelly as my gift to the world it's good it, like it, it's so stupid but so perfect it's just oh wow it's I, that's my art i love that kind of stuff i love comedy type stuff like that too so i i'm i trust me i i was not lying when i said i bookmarked it because i was yeah. like oh birthday party match yeah, i'm interested in that and the other thing was like yes it was comedy but at the same time it was so hard because we had so many we had like so many different segments I and mean, everything had to like be perfectly into each other and we had to say the right words and do the right thing. And then we had to remember a match. <laughs> it was a lot, but I'm really glad that we showed off. <laughs> um, have you thought of a Dewdrop related name for the Vader bomb yet? You could just call it the Dewdrop, do but I didn't know if that was too simple. We could call it the Dewdrop. Um, 
the Dewey Drops. Ooh. I like the Dewey Drops. Okay. So a couple of people have been calling me Dewey. That seems to be my new nickname. And I'm totally down with that. So I'm hoping that sticks. <laughs> okay. All right. And lastly, what's the most memorable time you hit any one of your finishing moves on someone? Anytime. Memorable. Jeez. Uh, Maybe in Japan when I hit Tony with the big splash to win the SWU championship, mostly because I'm not a super great heights person and climbing up to the top rope and jumping, I was like, ah! <laughs> um, So yeah, I think that's probably the most memorable, mostly because I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see your match tomorrow. Hey. Good luck. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> All right, hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. Now, before we get out of here, I got a few things I got to talk to you about. First, make sure you subscribe to Add a Character on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any of that kind of stuff. Make sure that you are subscribed to this show on there. And if you can, if they let you, please leave a review and or a rating. It really does help this show get on more people's radar. So please keep doing that. I'm very appreciative of those of you who have done that. Also, make sure that you go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find clips from Raw and SmackDown every week, and you can find the full version of this show on video every Monday when it premieres at 9 a.m. Pacific time on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe there, and when the video goes up, you can click the little star to get notified once the premiere begins. Also, go follow WWE on Fox on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You should be following WWE on Fox. Okay, that's it, I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.